0: i think uh wait, that's wait. A... i'm
1: being i'm being told that the banner is being printed now <laughs> <laughs> I'm being told, wait i'm getting i'm getting a breaking news alert that the clippers are printing their banner now january
2: <laughs> january 24th first place pacific division or western conference now. Right. oh they can finally say their right. first place in the western conference right Where to go clippers Thank you for downloading and listening to West Box Score. I'm Alex Gonzalez, joined once again by Sonny and Mono, Donald Paz. What's up, dudes?
0: Yo, 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 what's going on, man? Hey,
1: Tonight, I asked to be called Sonny Stradamus. <laughs>
2: Sonny
1: Stradamus. Well,
2: is it because your predictions are always on point, man? You predicted big catastrophes?
1: That's like right. Like losing? Is that no, the catastrophe no, you No, it's because <laughs> oh. I picked the NBA Finals matchup. And now I predicted the Super Bowl matchup. Although the Super Bowl matchup, again, I failed to cash in on my verbal gentleman's agreement with Donald, (laughs) who was going to take the Bills, bills. and I let him off the hook again. But uh, anyways, uh, it's good to be back, man.
2: Oh, man. Be sure to follow uh, Sonny Ademano on the Fox Crate podcast. Listen to his podcast, the Fox Crate podcast, wherever you get your podcast downloaded. Be sure to follow him on Instagram at the Fox Crate. Follow Donald and I on Instagram and Twitter at WestBoxScore. And be sure to give our uh, media partners, Blue Wire Hustle, follow on Twitter at Blue Wire Hustle. And, man... So the Super Bowl matchup is set. And as Sonny said, he predicted it. And who is in this Super Bowl matchup, Donald?
0: The Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champions, and they will be Ooh. going against uh they will be going up against Tampa Bay with uh man, Can you Bay. believe it? That is insane, man. I can't in believe it. In Tampa Bay. In, in Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay, too. Dang, that's crazy. It's wild. Mm. I mean, I don't know if I'm a Patri- if if you if you're a uh, Patriots fan, I don't know how you feel, man. It's that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow right now, man. That's that's wild.
2: I'm I'm loving uh the Patriots fans having to swallow this pill. You know, he was washed up. You know, he's probably, let him go, let him go. A lot of them, I think a lot of uh, Patriots fan would have loved to have seen uh, Tom Brady retire in New England, of course. I yeah. mean, they, have, I'm sure they have a lot of love for him. But he had a pick between the brains and, and the worker here, and then they went with the brains here, right? So they let him walk. And you realize brains without body only go so far. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have both. Very you true. gotta have both here, Very man. true. And this guy's got enough brains in his body to make it work over there in, t- in Tampa Bay. I uh, mean,
1: also, what else does he got down there, Sonny? Uh, I mean, he's got he's got some weapons, man. He's got, <laughs> exactly, he's got some weapons. This yeah. team was already good before he got there. Um, it's part of the reason why it's got it's got a lot of Niner uh, Twitter kind of up in arms because if you r- recall a short, you know, 11 months ago now or, or, or not 10 months ago when, when it was already believed that Tom Brady was heading towards the exit, right, some of the talk right. was, hey, should the Niners uh, entertain signing Tom Brady so that he can take us to the promised land? Um, so it's been funny to see some of that speculation. I honestly don't think he could have salvaged the injury plague <laughs> right. season that was, uh, but but shout out to, to TB twelve, man. I I've always been um you know, as a Niner fan, I've always been in the camp that Joe Montana was the greatest. But I'll tell you this much, if if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, I'll i say it right here, right now. I changed my mind. Like wow. Tom Tom Brady's the greatest. I know Tom Brady already has more rings than Joe Montana. I don't want to hear that heat. Uh again, some of those he won under some questionable uh with some questionable tactics. If you will, <laughs> um, gate. That's right. Uh, SpyGate. All the Yo, gates. That's yep. damn you know? That's right. Um, so, but if he if he pulls this off against this Chiefs team, man, I I just I'd have to concede. I'd have to. I for sure I'd be the first in line to say Tom Brady is the goat, undisputed.
2: Can Can you give him goat status even with a loss in the Super Bowl? I mean, you gotta give him. Just such an appreciation as being the goat, just getting to the Super Bowl in the in the National Com- Football Conference. Now, after all those all that time in the AFC, I mean Gronk's even confused. He doesn't know what conference he's in. Still, so he's he. So you got to give him. You got to give props to to Tom yep. Brady just to do that. Well, now, look, he's side, already he's uh, already
1: be, one he's already it's either one A or one B when it comes to the goat talking okay. Joe Montana or Tom Brady. So he's already in goat land right. um but it's it's just if we're trying to separate the two it's like the lebron jordan thing yeah you know yeah. That's, yeah. that's tough. one a one b but we tend to give it to jordan why even though lebron went to more finals because jordan never lost et cetera, et cetera. one of the yeah. reasons why um, right so all that to say i'm imp- i am impressed still and yet i don't i mean maybe we'll save our our, our predictions for uh For next week,
2: I mean, yeah, it's like when you look at this matchup now, the Kansas City. I was surprised Kansas City just rolled over Buffalo the way they did. I mean, I wasn't. I was expecting Kansas City to win and didn't want them to. I was rooting for Bills Mafia. I just love that their crazy fan base and how exciting their (laughs) quarterback is. I mean, he's won me over just how good he is and and having the appreciation for him. So, uh, part of me wanted him to win just because I don't. I hate repeat champs when that's not my team so <laughs> <what> haters, <laughs> when it's not my team i don't want to see repeat champs oh it's just you don't know
1: how to appreciate greatness <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly i i can't that's one of the reasons i have i've always had a dislike for Dan, um tom brady and the new england patriots i i respect the dynasty i just don't like it i don't root for it but i just don't i get bored of seeing it so i'm really rooting against kansas city a lot even though man they're just so damn good man so i don't see i don't see how tampa bay comes out of this winning but i mean donald what are you thinking what what were your thoughts on kansas city buffalo afc championship matchup
0: yeah same same as you i was kind of a little disappointed that uh buffalo kind of i wouldn't say ran out of gas but they definitely ran out of ideas after the first quarter um it looked like they were really struggling to get anything going offensively. It felt like uh, well, one thing for sure I noticed was offensively um, Josh Allen had no real protection. I mean, they were just getting in and poor dude had to do whatever he could to get out of it. And unfortunately, he doesn't have like the Russell Wilson instincts to to really get, you know, something going when you have no protection. But, uh, man, it was it was really sad to see that I, I could tell like by second quarter they were they had nothing left like in terms of ideas. Like it just felt like a coaching mismatch for sure. And then Kansas City just getting on it, which is crazy because I know they had said that Mahomes was a little banged up or had turf toe, and he was gonna have to play with an injury. So then obviously it made you feel like, okay, then the Bills definitely have a shot um, if their defense can get in. And it didn't look like it; it bothered Mahomes. But I guess that's what happens when you're not, you know, when you're under 25 or whatever, and you're like, you know, injuries are just not really a big deal. But um, yeah, definitely, just felt like. Man, I can't believe this is how it ended for the Bills Mafia. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really, uh, not what not what I was expecting. I was hoping they were gonna make it interesting at some point, especially when they got that onside kick return. I was like, oh, okay, then here we go. They're gonna they're gonna get something going. But uh, man, like, you can't count out Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. Um, I know that that was a big story too. It's Like, why is he need a head coach and all that? And I was like. I don't know why I really don't Um, but he's probably on his way to getting another Super Bowl ring so I mean uh, I don't know how how much how much of you believing in the Bills Mafia was you hating on your divisional rivals that was a big part of it (laughs) that was a big part of it for sure as a Chargers fan I was like I don't want to see this team back at the Super Bowl again I really don't like it's annoying having to feel like you have to play the defending champs twice every season and it just it's annoying it's annoying when the guys that win the division or win the Super Bowl are in your division because you know it always comes up as like oh we're, we're playing the defending champs and all that stuff and and it gets annoying like it really does so I, I was really hoping that the bills would take care of them and and i was like come on bills like we we need you out there to to, to do to turn this around and and they didn't they didn't and well, uh, yeah there there you go alex do, donald is willing to give you company in the hate
1: circle <laughs> uh, well, i i my heart is pure i don't have hate because mm. if any of us should hate the chiefs it's me. That is true. It's that me. That is true. And you'd be okay. warranted for it. Exactly. Because that team beat my Niners in the most crushing fashion. The most
2: heartbreaking yes. defeat
1: in Super Bowl history, um, probably. You know, we, I, I, I maintain <laughs> and insist we let them off the hook. Um, <laughs> but uh, And yet, I, I have more respect than I do could ever have any hate for that team. Um, sure, it helps mm-hmm. that that's not my divisional rival. <laughs> you know, right, yeah. like, so I it's understand annoying. Alex's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand Donald's hate for that team or dislike. But uh, no, nah, man, I just appreciate it. You know, like that's <sighs> Mahomes is is the baby goat. If if Brady's goat, Mahomes is, ba- is goat in in waiting. Goat in training, yeah, dude, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, like yeah. that's that's gonna be the guy he, yeah. if he isn't already. So yeah, I'm is. a fan of 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 those kinds of players. And I want to see them be great, you know. I want to see LeBron win another title um, to make it interesting, to make it a conversation. Mm. You know, even though LeBron always goes to the finals, seemingly in his career, it's like, right, man. I want to see it again because here's the thing, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't think people of our generation and Alex's older generation <laughs> uh, <laughs> never misses this opportunity. Go for it. Um, Realize how spoiled we've been when it comes to sports and when it comes to goats. Yeah. You know, NFL, Tom Brady, right? We're talking about one of the top two goats ever to play the sport during our, and he played during our lifetime, right? NBA, LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Yep. Two, Mm -hmm. two, the two, arguably the two, some will put Kareem in there. But the two undisputed goats of the sport of all time, but that, once
2: again, not in our really generation because I never saw really
1: I never saw Kareem right. So. But but I'm saying Jordan yeah. and LeBron though yeah yeah for, during our lifetime yes soccer Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo right two of the greatest f- top five and then if you throw on top of that the the Ronaldo's the original Ronaldo mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh zidane the the only the only ones that we didn't get and to Zlatan. watch were, were my okay <laughs> <laughs> the only ones we didn't get to watch were maradona yeah. and pelé but but we're talking about two of arguably the top four goats of all yeah. time tennis serena williams yeah. Roger yeah. federer yeah. golf tiger woods yep yeah. like we're talking yeah. about undisputed goats no i agree yeah across the board and this all has happened during our lifetimes you know so I want to see more of that. You got oh, what I mean? I agree. Like, I, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you, and
2: I'm, that's why I agree with you that Patrick Mahomes definitely is a baby goat goat in training. But now I just, as you talk about this, and we're talking about our hatred for the Chiefs, <laughs> or <laughs> sometimes lack thereof, if you don't have it, then isn't, I feel like that should be another intangible of goat status. Because of course we go stat. Of course championships, number of uh, finals appearances. You know. MVPs, like all those stats obviously come into play in when you're talking about goat status, but it should also be other fan bases, fan bases your hatred for you because you're not on their team. So if you're really not hated, if you're kinda of well liked, then are you really a GOAT? You know what I mean? Like, you should, your other fan bases should despise you. But look at that Kobe, I, I'm thinking back of that ESPN Kobe Bryant commercial. Remember for his final season? And all the fans from opposing teams got up and serenaded how much they hate him. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, that's what a GOAT is. Like, your other team should hate you. Right. So if you really like Patrick Mahomes, because, oh, look, like he's so happy and go lucky, like, are you really a GOAT? <laughs> oh, no, I don't
1: care for his attitude. Oh, well, scratch that. I don't care for his happy go lucky, you know, approach. It's the skill that that dude possesses oh, that's, sure. yeah. that yeah. trumps everything. That to me, it's like, man, it's just fun watching. You know, when you say electrifying, people are electrifying that can do something, you know, when you... It's like nothing would surprise you, right? When, when right. Steph Curry shoots from half court, you're more shocked that he missed it than versus when he makes it. You yeah. know, when, Leon, when Lionel Messi misses a goal, you're more shocked that he missed it than... If he made it, same and and Patrick Mahomes is in that same kind of category, you know, yeah. you know. Steph Curry being arguably one of the best shooters of all time, you know, um, not necessarily players, but that's the kind of level that it's just like we. I think we take it for granted because it happens over and over again. Now Mahomes, granted, it's it's still early in his career, but I think. We've been trained enough as sports fans to now we should be able to identify I'm <laughs> looking I,
2: out for the next one? Yeah,
1: what I tend to dislike and hate is now that we're talking on this goat talk, and I, I don't think this is part of the plan, but whatever, we'll roll with Heck it. Yeah, here we go. Um, is I tend to spy, and we talked a little bit about this last week when there's fraudulent goat talk. Mm, you okay. know, when the when the goat talk is premature, right? Mm-hmm. Allah and Aaron Rodgers. You know, that has always wow. kind of been bestowed like as one of the goats, or if not the goat, like next to Brady. Mm-hmm. When it's like, wait a minute, what has this guy done really? He's yeah. won one Super Bowl? Yep. You know, like, yeah. Like and we're putting him in that conversation. Yeah. Like he's he's only been to one Super Bowl and he won one Super Bowl. Yeah. Like how how are we somehow putting this guy at the top? Don't get me wrong, hell of a quarterback. One of the best to do it. But yeah. GOAT is a whole other level, man. You know? Like, yeah. so th- that's where my heart tends to go sometimes, where it's like people want to crown the wrong people sometimes. It's like, do you, are you guys watching the same thing I'm watching? What's going on here?
0: Yeah, it depends also on MVP talks. You know what I mean? Like, Lamar Jackson won the MVP, and people are kind of somewhat speculating that he might be another little GOAT coming out, and I don't see it. I really don't. I'm no. like, uh, I don't know. He might be just another pretty like a philip rivers you know what i mean yeah. um it's where... like like yannis like Giannis, right yeah Giannis too T- yeah. you know what i mean and it sucks for yannis because I, I i am like more of a fan of Giannis in terms of like i like what he does but it is kind of one of those like yeah they're not going to vote for mvp again on the third round and at the same time like it's it seems like he he could be on a decline like you can make that argument and it's it's pretty valid and uh yeah man it's it's, it's kind of a bummer but it happens it happens
1: Oh, yeah. I, was, I almost completely forgot the sport of baseball, but we, we we were able to witness, you know, Griffey Jr., Mike Trout, Barry Bonds, even, you know, with yeah. the allegations or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. Barry Bonds, And then Bonds, Shawn man. Michaels, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> <laughs> some of the greatest to ever do it and that maybe will ever do it.
0: The so. greatest era of wrestling for sure. That's
2: right. Is it the the expansion of TV contracts, networks, and accessibility to see other players? Is that also helping in Goat? Absolutely. Because look at look at, mm-hmm. look at that. Like now you mentioned that, like we would have never seen other players. We would have had to read the the you know the the Sunday paper to see what were the set statistics like. Absolutely. Only inside the box score, we wouldn't have a podcast like this, the West Box Score, to look outside of that box score too <laughs> to give you the intangibles and what else is inside. What mouse makes them
1: the goat? Whoa. I feel like, like I just got transported into like a promo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I
2: you like to that? Trans- I got tune into this show,
1: right? <laughs> you know, hyper what's, LA local. You what's know? this West Fox score you, you're talking about? It sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, lastly, on that goat list, and, and maybe this is where we could transition here. How could I forget? You know the the Khabib, Khabib the John Jones, the 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 George Saint Pierre's of the world. Uh, Connor maybe at one time very relevant fraudulent goats <laughs> fraudulent fraudulent goats goat,
2: goat, as exactly. you say
0: that's very um, relevant right now
2: or <laughs> yeah. maybe transitional goats or traditional <laughs> athletes who serve their purpose and put you know MMA more on the map because that is exactly what Connor McGregor did yes he, he did. really I mean you would you would go with GSP as one of the goats of, of yes. its martial arts but at the time it was still you know developing you know sport at the time and at the, and as we talk now in 2021 it's still a developing sport even right. it, even though it's on ESPN and it's more prevalent it's still kind of not that big that big um, major sport you would put it along with you know baseball football you know MLB NBA you know even the NHL isn't crack that 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 you know case really even though they try to say it's the fourth largest sport I mean TV ratings wise it's 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 kind of it's not there it's really not there no. and um so let's talk UFC, because Sunny brought it up. And there was a big UFC pay-per-view over the weekend, man. UFC 257. And Conor McGregor was back for the first time in a year. And that's what got all the buy rates up. In all honesty, he's a big name. Not necessarily a GOAT, but a huge name. And he took on du- the diamond, Dustin Poirier, man. Former, former lightweight champ, by the way. Two
1: former lightweight champs in- here. Interim.
2: Come on, give him, give him, give him, give him, give him the if strap. If you're gonna
1: call it, it's it's a interim. You, you what does Buffer, Buffer say when he when he introduces int- him?
2: exactly? He does call them the interim champs because that's exactly what he was. If I believe, why was it take? Why was he the interim champ? Was it because he didn't get a direct shot, uh title shot Correct. against uh, Khabib, right? Yeah. So because Khabib missed a, uh with an injury, so they Correct. gave it. I forget so who he vacated.
1: Did he? he vacated the title, and it was. Um, I forget who Poirier defeated.
2: It was uh, uh Max Holloway. That's, that's right. Max that's Holloway. Right. That's I mean then you he also has a big win over Justin Gaethje. Mm-hmm. So th- th- I mean Poirier ever since that loss in 2014 to McGregor, man, he's been on a tear. Except so, for that
1: one L he took last year against I mean, the GOAT. <laughs> against the well <laughs> that was in the
2: actual unification title fight man. and that and that was a tough one against Khabib man because yeah. Khabib's on a whole different level and that's yes. this whole thing too that uh fight week Dana and Khabib had a a meeting uh and uh could be pretty much said. I'm not going to hold up the division. Whatever. I'm going to see what happens. Shakes out this weekend. So I think you. He, he was kind of hoping that Poirier would win, but I think he was also looking at the co-main event, which was incredible, man. That co-main event. Well, before we get to the co-main event, the main event. Th- what did you think of this main event? Did did it go the way you were expecting, Sonny?
1: Um, you know. You had you had at the last minute, right before the the bell, the first bell (laughs) went off. You put your prediction in, and I didn't. Honestly, I had no prediction because I could have seen it go either way. I think there was two worlds that existed in my mind where I was like, "Oh man, I could see Poirier catch Connor." Yeah, but then in the other world that existed in my mind, I was like, "Ah, I feel like Connor's just going to wear him down and beat him," Mm -hmm. Um, and. Man, shout out to shout out to the diamond man because he caught Connor with those. Really, it was the leg kicks that he put in that did the, yeah. did the damage. Because once he caught Connor, Connor had no actual ground to stand on. You could tell mm-hmm. he was just wobbly already from the leg kicks, and he couldn't he couldn't move. He couldn't evade what was going to be the, the the you know the thunderstorm to follow. And uh, yeah, man, impressive, impressive. As far as what I feel, you know, as an underdog, because that's what he was. Yeah. Um, like you said, Connor was the main draw here. Connor is the one that everybody's kind of either rooting for or expecting to win. And uh for Poirier to come out and, and kind of avenge that former former loss against Connor was was crazy to see. You know, it was it was crazy to see. So I don't know. It was crazy also to know that like Khabib's Shadow was lurking the entire time over this fight and 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 the card. So um but yeah, what did you what did you think of the fight once you, since you predicted it?
2: Well, what I saw coming into this fight was Conor not looking having the same swagger obviously as before because you know at every ceremonial weigh-in and standoff he always has this animosity chip on his shoulder that he's doing to sell the fights really right, right and this time he was very cordial very respectful of dustin which how can you not be when dustin's doing great things and is with yeah. charities in his home state of louisiana so he even made donations uh to dustin's charity so i mean so a part of right there is kind of my first sign that like okay connor's loves fighting but he's not into this fight the way he would be with other fights where he needs to have that mental you know little little mental game with himself to like i i really gotta beat i gotta beat this guy he's just so well off now with uh you know the proper 12 whiskey distribution deals and money he made off the mayweather fight where like does he but then he spans like a motherfucker too (laughs) like he does need money but like he doesn't need these wins though so much anymore because he's just such this huge i don't know man
1: i think his lawyer's are are costing money man every other like month that dude's showing up in a in a lawsuit
2: i mean the last at this point the last w he got was against that old guy at the bar in ireland so he he needs a w bad now at this point but and there was just that's really what it was and i even going into that in even in the octagon right before i got that last minute text into you i'm like you know what his eyes don't have that fire he doesn't have that i need to win this Fire in his eyes. I'm like, this might be it because I was I'm I was exactly like you, Sonny Could go either way. Yeah, going into this fight, but I'm like, you know, Diamond's ready to prove something right here. So I'm like, he's he's gonna take it, and he came out with a game plan that worked perfectly. He matched Connor, I thought, with a lot of his striking in that first round, but those those leg kicks were really got to him in, in that in that first leg kick in the sec in the opening minutes of the second round that was it that he didn't check anything and it nearly it nearly knocked him down yeah so like oh that's it it was over and he even said so after when they were going to do their pressers connor was passing by dustin and said you broke me leg you <laughs> bastard <laughs> so i'm like that that was it man he had no legs left to stand on. and once you get rid of that that front uh lead leg he has no more power for his overhand overhand left that he loves to throw so that was it yeah or overhand right rather so that's that was it you know that was all his all strategy was gone after that leg was gone so what are you gonna do man like same with body with body shots you you can't breathe you can't throw punches man yeah so it was impressive super impressive uh, the co main event, though, right before that happened, I had called that one too, but didn't get the text in nope, to you guys on nope. time. Fake I news. didn't get that text in. I did not get the text <laughs> in, but the missus can vouch that this I did call this one that Michael Chandler over Dan Hooker fight. I mean, Chandler, I have heard the name, but never seen his stuff. Yeah. So I knew. I'm like, okay, so this is, and he's one, right away one of those guys, small, compact, muscular, and like, I don't know how he's going to do against a taller guy with reach, but I know if he hits, if he lands something, it's going to put him to sleep, and I, that's what I, I just said to the missus. He misses. caught him
1: quick, dude. And
2: he put him to sleep, He caught him quick, yeah. Oh my god, I love those combinations of a, of a right hand, body, left over hand Head to the head because those are that's exactly what he landed on him as he was chasing him down, chasing him down into the into into the left hand overhand left, put him to sleep. You I know
1: mean, uh, go, sorry, go ahead,
2: go go ahead, Sonny, go ahead. I
1: was gonna say, I had mixed feelings like after that fight about his post his post fight, you know. Comments.
2: Okay, okay, th- this is okay. I'm glad you're bringing this up because yeah. you can't deny his his skill ability, his promo work. Rick needs Flair. So work flair.
1: Yeah, exactly. It does need some work. Um
2: I love the way, yeah, that DC compared to this Rick Flair, tear in my eye, <laughs> Rumble promo. <laughs> nah, bro. He was trying to do a promo and I appreciate that. But there's only one Connor McGregor out there. There's only one Floyd Mayweather that can work out those promos that way that are like just either a great heel. Because they're they they need to have a, a heelness to them. Well, no, not not, not necessarily. Like a swagger, a heel yes. like, You Like to has you have a swagger. You got to have swagger. zero, exactly, zero,
1: exactly. And that's why to me, that's why to me, I love the Diaz brothers post fight press conference. Those <laughs> dudes come. Those to me are the greatest. You know of, of any of them. They ever. give no fucks. They yeah. give zero fucks, and they will tell you what they feel right after they just either mauled somebody or got mauled. It don't matter. Like they're going <laughs> to tell you how it is, um, but. Here's the thing with with a fight like that, one that ends so quickly, you really don't get to see the true potential of that fighter. You know, That's fair. yes was That's it fair. yes was it impressive? Yeah, but you don't know how much of it was that he caught his opponent off guard right from the jump or that he is that dominant because I I I I know he couldn't do that to some of the top three fighters in the lightweight division.
2: First off, there's no fighter that, who's that dominant to finish every opponent that quickly. Right there's just there's just fighters who are are smart enough to study their opponent in front of them and strategize correctly. Right, so. I'm curious to see what he would do against somebody at a maybe at a different skill level because Dan Hooker he's nothing to sneeze at either, no, no. but he's not on the he's not in the top five the yeah. way you know it I feels, would. I w-
1: it feels a little bit like Fool's Gold, kind of.
2: I could see that. No, I'm not disagreeing you with know? you, but I also I think this guy has this this the tools to be a top five contender in this division, and I'm curious to see what he does exactly against yeah. somebody who is better. Right. Uh, more skill uh, higher in the rankings than Dan Hooker is right so that, that will I mean he called out right away didn't he call out he called out Khabib, dude, dude, he, called which, out Khabib
1: <laughs> he called out Khabib he called out Carter, he called out Poirier he called, he he called out DC there at the desk he called out everybody yeah.
2: he just wanted he just wanted to prove himself which which you can appreciate you gotta call out you just gotta throw out names at the end of the day when, when you're promo really though you,
1: can, you gotta really? that's, that's the Conor that's McGregor the fight game. formula that's the fight game. dude that's the fight game but
2: yeah th- and but, that's what he started the whole. I'm gonna take this guy out. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. That's his. You know. That's what you gotta say. But when you know, you, when you're in the octagon,
1: see, I again, this is maybe this is a little contradictory. Although I do prefer dudes with swag, um, especially fighters, right? Because it's so much of a mental game. Khabib brings none of that, and he's yet hands down mm. my favorite fighter because of that. Because I wonder if the dude doesn't need to talk at all. He's like he's like Messi. He is, would
2: say he's like sort of more like Messi than right. he is than anybody else.
1: And even and, then, Messi will talk more, you know, or show but, but 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 Khabib has it in him. Like for instance, the the, the moment when Khabib you know ta- had Connor tap and then you know hopped the the, the wow. octagon. I, I was all for that like oh you know a <laughs> little bit of the, the animal got unleashed You, know? I don't but
2: condone any of that that is wrong <laughs> that is not sanctioned <laughs> by by the state of Nevada yeah. no what I do like what he was doing during that fight was talking shit talking to Conor as it. he yeah, was, yeah, as, as he was as whooping he was that was ass yes that I, I loved that, that, was that was like was Max
1: great. that was like Max Holloway uh, the, the previous card I <laughs> was Max Holloway <laughs> see that was great throwing no look punches while he's talking shit to the corner <laughs> say I'm so. the best boxer
2: in (laughs) ufc (laughs) as he's ducking a punch dude that is that was ridiculous i get throwing throwing the punches one thing and kind of landing it but
1: as he ducked it as as he was talking so so that kind of stuff You got to love that stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. The blessed era, man. Max Holloway, which he does deserve a rematch against Bokanowski soon. I agree. When that does happen. I agree. Man, all bets are off again because you and I disagreed on that fight. But, man, I want to see it again. But let's –
1: okay, let's pivot to that then because I feel like this card – Provided a lot of questions for what's next for some of these fighters, right? For instance, let's start with Connor. What's the fight you would like to see Connor take on next? What is the fight? What are the options that he has in your mind that are realistic? Khabib's off the table. That's Khabib's he, way off the table. Yeah, he, I
2: want to see Diaz again. The trilogy. I want to see the Nate Diaz trilogy. That's what a lot of speculation is now, and I completely agree with it. Diaz needs a fight. He hasn't fought in so long. And if they do it at 155, that would be very, very interesting.
1: But you saw Poirier's comments post-fight also, though, right? What did he say? They asked him, well, who, who do you want next? And him knowing that Khabib probably is not going to come back for a fight against him because Khabib already handedly beat him uh, not too long ago. He also said he would like to take on Nate Diaz. He said he'd either give um, wow. Connor the trilogy, but then he said, you know what? Or, or somebody that has escaped me for a long time and this, has been in this fight game as long as I have. Um, if not longer, you said is Nate Diaz because that dude talks a lot of shit online. Interesting. And this was in his post-fight presser. So that caught my, you know, ear because I was like, wait a minute, does Nate get to pick here? Because I feel like what the, what the title to me is, you do the Connor trilogy first, the Connor Nate Diaz trilogy, winner of that. Gets Poirier, and it's either the Connor Poirier trilogy, or it's now Nate Diaz and and Poirier, which it was supposed to be back in 2018. But I think, I think, I forget who had to back out. I think it was Poirier who had to back out due to injury um, mm-hmm. when they were when they were it pitted against each other. Um, so it looks like Nate Diaz is sitting with with, with some house money right now, um, and I'd love to see that either of those fights. <laughs>
2: I mean, you got to do a title match for Dustin, right? Because he got the win here, and you got to give him uh, Charles Oliveira. next. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. the title fight that you have to do first, and then that, and then you can have uh, Connor Diaz the trilogy, and the winner of that fight takes the winner the title. to uh, yeah. Get the title match next. Yeah. I don't know why you give. <laughs> Diaz a title match right away, (laughs) but UFC booking is that way. There were odds
1: for who you expected to be champion by the end of the year, and I swear to you, I was this close to to, you know to calling a a certain bookie and being like, "Yo," (laughs) because there was fifty to one odds for Nate Diaz, and at first I was like, "Why, "Why is Nate Diaz even like Nate Diaz to be the champ?" And then that's when I dissected all the post fight comments that were being thrown out there by both Connor and. Dustin and I said oh mm. they're they're kind of giving Nate a shot and all Nate needs is a shot.
2: That's all he needs. you're right. You're right. So
1: um I almost placed that bet 50 to 1 odds, you know, throw throw 100 bucks on there and you know We'll be you know what else I'd love to see finally happen is um,
2: Connor versus uh, Rafael Dos Anjos uh, because yeah. that fight never happened. No. That was the, the whole fight that was supposed to be between Nate D- the whole Nate Diaz substitution. Yeah. So that one was always was always interesting to me, not just, just to see what their skills would have done at that time. So it's kind of like one of those elusive fights that never happened, but I've always been interested to see what would have happened you know a wrestler like that but yeah i mean th- once again i don't think those are fights we'll never see the, along with the khabib tony ferguson fights those fights that never will will happen only in our minds only in you on ea sports ufc 3 <laughs> <Exactly. on> the- <laughs> that's the only time we'll see those fights man but you i uh, ufc was entertaining this whole card had uh four underdog upsets on the main card so that's incredible man this shows you any any fight styles make fights and anything could happen when you're in that octagon. And it's exciting. What is also exciting to watch is on the hardwood right now, our defending champion, LA Lakers, had a tough game against Golden State, man. And I was expecting them to beat Golden State. What happened, Donald? What happened in that Golden State game?
0: Oh, man. The Lakers just fell apart in the fourth quarter. Um, there's really not much to it. I mean, it, I was watching that game as well, and it was really... I mean, first quarter, second quarter, you're like, okay, they're up by like 10, they're up by 10. They were up by as much as 19 points at one point in the game, and then going into the fourth quarter, they were up 14 points. And just they just let their foot off the gas, and they let Golden State back in. Uh, Steph Curry made a couple threes that really were the ones that mattered. I know... um, I was talking to a couple of buddies and they were saying like, well, he didn't really make like a lot of points. But I was like, yeah, but he made the threes that mattered in that fourth quarter and he got everybody else involved. So like um, I think um, what's his name? Uh, Obrey had a good game that game. Um, uh, Andrew Wiggins had a good game. So it was just really sad to see the Lakers just fall apart in the fourth quarter. And it was really bad. It was really bad to see them lose against a team that they shouldn't have You know, lost to. And it was definitely a good wake up call for them because I know that Thursday they had to go on the road to go face uh, Milwaukee. So
2: and they got that win against Milwaukee, right?
0: Yeah, they did. They get that win against Milwaukee. Um, I know that was like a big battle because, again, it's a it's a draw with Giannis, you know, versus LeBron people love seeing that so it was really cool seeing them win it man but yeah we'll love to hear your guys' thoughts on some of this stuff stuff that's been going on with the lakers especially on the road
1: yeah i think that golden state game i remember donald and i talked about it a little bit after fresh after it happened and it was disappointing because it felt like the lakers just took their foot off the gas pedal uh but i think that i chalked that up more to championship hangover you know syndrome yeah that That'll yeah. happen in, in in the NBA more than it doesn't. Like in the NFL, it's different, right? You can't afford to really have that hangover. Although teams have it all the time, but it's week to week. You only play sixteen games. Like it's very costly if you drop a game in the NFL. Whereas in the NBA, you know it's a marathon. You yeah. know more than it is a sprint. Yep. And for a team like the Lakers, it's like we know they're not going to go undefeated, right? But yet we expect them when they're up big to take care of business. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it was kind of frustrating that it was like, oh, how would you let this team like back in this and yeah. sneak out a win? Um, but they recovered nicely, like like Donald said, um, you know, beating the Bucks. Poor Bucks, man. That team just I, again. I love Giannis, but he's just not. I've said this before. He's just not that guy. No, you know. No. Um And and it sucks because it does. he 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 plays hard. You know, he's got he's yeah. got talent, raw talent, he's had it. Um, but yeah, he, the Bucks don't have a chance, man. man <laughs> so <it's tough. laughs> That it's was my tough. takeaway. Yeah, and then yeah. the Lakers took care of business against the Bulls, which was good to see Anthony Davis kind of open it up. Yep. As far from a scoring standpoint, he kind of wanted to stick it to his hometown, I guess, or put it on a show for them. Uh, which I thought was interesting. So we'll see. They got a couple interesting games coming up. One against the Sixers, who are the the, the class of the East right now, and then another against the you know the rival Celtics on yeah. uh, this coming Saturday. Yep. So that that'll be fun to watch. Um, but we'll see, man. The Lakers. What I do like about this team is on the road they're taking care of business. Yep. That's and that's true. what championships champ- championship teams must do. I think. Yeah. Uh, so. Is that
2: right that they are undefeated on the road this year? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Man, that's impressive.
1: The
0: four losses they have are at home. I mean,
1: it's not the same road trip that one would have, you know, with rowdy, crowded you know stadiums
2: except in Houston there were fans correct for that one game and I did not like that yeah <laughs> at the time at the time our California uh, and LA County COVID cases were spiking so it's just like wait what are fans doing in Houston yeah. and you better not give the Rona to LeBron yeah yeah there's <laughs> what is there's a few there's a
1: few stadiums out there a few teams out there that are allowing uh limited capacity fans yeah um so yeah, man, it's it's crazy to see
0: that, yeah. but, uh, the, the, but the yeah, Lakers like, do travel well, though. So yeah, it's just if sometimes I think it's kind of sucks that you can't see them, kind of like have the bigger crowd at the visiting team. <laughs> yeah, it's true because
1: so. that's one of that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite things about Laker games. Typically, is that especially when the Lakers are really good. Um, the fans from visiting teams that always show up as Laker fans, yeah. and you know, like the Lakers will be blowing out whomever the home team is, and you'll hear like Laker chants. Yeah. Back in the day, it would yes. be Kobe, Kobe, or you know, whatever yeah. it may be. But yeah. that would always like make me grin because it's like, that's right, we're represented, baby. Yeah, that's yeah. That's true. That,
2: there's something really cool about that uh, about your 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 team traveling well. Yeah and a few teams uh especially la teams a few la teams have that and i think it's only the dodgers and the lakers really
1: have nobody like the lakers man dodgers but nobody like the lakers dodgers are a close you. close second um but not not as much cuz it's literally every stadium the lakers walk into they're going to have like a turnout of fans
2: And I feel like Boston and Chicago fan bases travel better like in in the majority of their sports. And I always would be upset at that, especially when you see that in L.A. stadiums or arenas. But I'm like, of course they travel well. They live in Chicago or Boston. They want to get out of that freaking city. And they want to come to L.A. for once. So it makes total sense. So... Come on over, spend your money in our arena, buy us a, a souvenir for the Lakers or Dodgers. Hey, d- depending on too.
1: which podcast you listen to, some people believe people are leaving Los Angeles by the <laughs> droves. So, are you dude. talking about Joe Rogan? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just saying I've heard some stupid things being said. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a the California
2: exodus going on. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course there is, bro. I mean- go go that's fine we don't need you man (laughs) oh man that's funny Shout out to Young Jamie though on that podcast So <laughs> he's my favorite part of that podcast yeah. because he pulls up all the information so quickly. Yeah, man. Man. So, big shout out to him. The content the, uh, from his uh, the guy he works with, though. <laughs> yeah. suspect that times though man suspect at times. Yeah. Um, so the LA's other basketball team <laughs> is playing too. Uh, they're the LA Clippers and since Clipper Pablo is not here to uh, speak their piece, Donald, do you uh, do you have any update on what the Clippers look like? Well, Yeah,
0: actually, the Clippers are actually number one in the West um whoa they're number half by a half game right are they they gonna put (laughs) the banner they haven't put the game behind yet the only the the only reason why they're up uh why they're number one because both the clippers and the lakers are 13 and 4 the only reason why they're number one is because in the conference they're 11 and 4 while the lakers are 10 and Mm -hmm. 4 in the conference so um the games behind still has a dash on it it shows that the jazz are actually a half a game behind both of them so um I think uh, wait, that's the wait. only. I'm being I'm being told that the banner is being printed now. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm being told, wait, I'm getting I'm getting a breaking news alert. That the Clippers are printing their banner now.
2: <laughs> January
1: January twenty fourth, first place
2: Pacific Division or Western Conference now. Well, oh, they can finally say their right. first place in the Western Conference. Heck yeah! Where to go, Clippers?
0: But yeah, um, but yeah, the Clippers played today. They they had they they won against uh Oklahoma City Thunder in... um. Kawhi Leonard was the leading scorer there with 34 points. Um, but it's like I said last time, like if, if Kawhi and Paul George don't get involved as the leaders that they should be, then then the team doesn't do well. And I think when you see Kawhi get 34 points, that pretty much means that you, the Clippers are going to win it. So, I mean... I don't know. I, I feel like they're kind of, you know, it looks like they're taking care of the season. So that's good. That's good for them. If they, if they take care of the season, then obviously we get closer to that Lakers Clippers Western Conference Final series. Um, but uh, we'll see. How- Say it. Say it. Speak it into
2: existence, exactly, Donald.
0: dude. I, I want to see it, man. I really do want to see that. I think so do I. I want to see that. I think it's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes with the Clippers. I mean, looks like they're taking care of the season. Um, I know. Uh, Coming up, they're playing against the Hawks uh on Tuesday and then they got the Heat on Thursday. So we'll see how they do. Uh, they Ooh. should take care of the Hawks. The Heat might be a little bit of a problem. Heat are still really good, regardless of, you know, what happened in the finals. They're still a good team. So, you know.
2: Oh well, the Heat not having such a good year so far, Those six and nine in the Eastern Conference.
0: They got some injuries yeah.
1: right now. Um, but yeah. They're they're again I think I think the bubble was like the perfect Uh, Scenario for that Heat team Ah, last season. That's too bad. Yeah.
2: Saves by the bubble there over there (laughs) for Miami. (laughs) Not this year, man. This year they got to do a little bit of traveling and uh, deal with some fans at some arenas. So that's going to be an, it's always going to be odd to, to have to battle with that this year in the NBA. Uh, and we're still waiting on a potential second half of the season, right? That's what they keep saying that we're, there's going to be a second half of the NBA season. Correct. Or is this what's okay?
0: They yeah. just haven't unveiled the schedule yet. Yeah, the unveiling. It's supposed yeah. to be <laughs> a 72 game season, which is right. like the goal that the NBA wants to hit is making sure that 72 game two games get played. Because I know they've had to cancel a couple of them due to COVID issues, and I think they're really trying to make sure like they're really trying to mitigate this because i think the more you get of this then the, the the less of a chance that there might be a 72 game season.
1: Yeah, like i think the grizzlies just had their fifth game in a row postponed. Yeah. So you know. Oh wow. Yeah.
2: Let's see what happens with the NBA, but switching over now let's go to the ice. <laughs> Our LA Kings are are they they they're playing they're playing yeah. <laughs> they're playing games and um they're on the road now they started off uh, their road trip uh, playing this weekend in St. Louis uh, they lost yesterday 4 to 2 but yesterday got their first road win over the St. Louis Blues, six to three. They had a four goal lead going into that third period, which is like I said to the group: "Well, they can't blow a two goal lead again in the third period, but can they blow a four goal lead? And what do they do? They give up two goals again <laughs> in the third period, as the Kings want are always want to do." And, but that was all. And they even got an empty netter by Drew Dowdy from behind the nets on the other side. Oh, Drew Dowdy, a little clap right there. That's right. Uh, by Sonny Amano. That's right. Who, you're the fantasy owner. And my starting of, uh, defenseman on my fantasy right.
1: team, baby. And Anze and I, Kopitar, who's, you know, leading the charge. Got an assist. And he got, got two assists assist today. Did he? And oh, a goal. Yeah, right. So, uh, damn. Yeah. Three stars. Three stars.
2: <laughs> the three stars of the game right there. So the Kings are 2-2-2 two, two, and two right now, which is good enough for six in the division. But they're only one spot or uh, rather... As we look now, they're only about two points out of a playoff spot. That's right. Two points out of a playoff (laughs) spot because they've already played six games. So that's what we're
1: looking at. There we go. (laughs) Got to stay optimistic.
2: So you're you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. (laughs) Man. This Kings team is rough to watch sometimes. right, Donald, what are do you? Uh, what are your thoughts so far of uh, this weekend series so far with St. Louis?
0: Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 always tough when it's uh, against a team, especially St. Louis, because they just won the Stanley Cup a couple seasons ago. Um, that's always like for me as a fan, it's what's on my mind. It's like this is a team that's won the title like just recently. So, um, right. if anything, I always felt that the Blues, just based off the division, I just always felt like the Blues and um and the golden Knights might be the biggest issue like the big, the toughest uh, plays and even the Avalanche were really good they, I could tell like they, they got fast guys there um and I, I just felt like man like I, I just hope the Kings can just keep up with them um but it was cool seeing them win, um, second win of the of the season so that was cool seeing that uh and i just hope they kind of just take it game by game um obviously this is a roster that has a mixture of veterans and young guys i'm really liking the young guys right now you know you got andreas like that dude just like taking every shots available and even assist wise he's been assisting really well Kempe's been on fire too if he's not scoring a goal he's assisting a goal it's like I mean if you have him in fantasy you're you're definitely getting points off of him and um, you know I have follow's been good um, you know Wagner's been serviceable so I, I I don't know I've been really impressed but yeah You got Kings
2: players who have, like you said, the mixture of young and older players, and that's why they would have really benefited from a longer training camp and spring training. Yeah,
0: yeah, it definitely showed that a preseason would have definitely made this team a lot tighter. And, it, like, I mean, it seems like they're kind of getting it together in the middle of the season. I mean, you wouldn't want that, but it's cool seeing that. Like, today's win was very, like, eye-opening to see that, okay, like, obviously they know how to score. They, they scored against the Wild, like, a couple times and were ahead. They just didn't know how to keep the lead, and they kept blowing it. And then um, seeing them little by little figure out like how to keep the lead going which is a lot of the stamina part i felt like is what was lacking with the team they're starting to build a little bit of stamina so hopefully they they could build on that a little bit more
2: sunny so this is your first glimpse at some of uh my keep fans king uh mike king's fandom along with uh, our buddy rick who's been on the podcast a couple of times (laughs) and you see how negative we are about our la Kings. yes
1: (laughs) And, yes, it's comical,
2: but you see, it's kind of warranted with some of their style on the ice because you, they show they they're so frustrating when they give us these glimmers of hope, like okay, they're gonna get it together. They the young and old are gonna work together for the common good. They they've finally got that team <laughs> chemistry that they they desperately need, and that's it. They're on the road to the Stanley Cup. That's it, <laughs> and then they start playing a little bit more, and teams figure out okay, this is what they do all the time. Uh, we got we got this and they proceed to they proceed to beat the kings so so that's why it's so frustrating and it's yet fun because we get those glimmers of hope how have you been th- yeah. have you been watching any of these kings games besides today
1: i have i have been watching you you know th- be uh, admittedly because of fantasy i've um i've tuned in a whole lot more than i have in the last two year three years <laughs> that's actually past, great to you know? hear man I'm, I'm happy to hear um that, you know, um, and so I'm having to reacclimate and retune to be like, wait, who's good again? And who's not? <laughs> I mean, obviously, you have the basic eye test where you're like, oh, that dude's a skater. Like, you know, yeah, you, yeah. That's, that's your guy. Get the puck to him. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but outside of that, it's still very much like a catching up. I just enjoy kind of, it's almost like you're being reintroduced to the game because I do remember those Stanley Cup years because I was, a, I got caught up into the the hype machine that was like, Nice, you know, hey, Kings, Keynes, yeah. this is the year, you know, they hadn't won a title up until that point. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, you want to see something that's never been done before. So you want to be a witness as uh, as LeBron yeah, would have you. Yeah, so, um, hell yeah. I, I admittedly was a front runner in many ways in that in that era. Another front running and then I big. fell out in. because come on in. You're welcome. I just I just fell out because like I watched too many sports as yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I hear you. So I if I had to pick one, unfortunately, it was like Ah, oh, I guess that one's the one that's gonna sacrifice. That's that's the child that's gonna get the least amount of attention from me. <laughs> um so, yeah, I, I'm trying to warm myself back up so that at the very least, come playoffs, like I know all the players. Nice. You know, I know I know who should be the best team so I can make my accurate predictions and come on this podcast and be like, I told y'all that's who I said was going to be. In the told podcast. you Colorado was going to come away with that cup. <laughs> exactly. But uh, speaking of which, I, 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 I do find it interesting, though, that Tampa Bay, my, we might be two weeks away from saying Tampa Bay had one of the greatest... Twelve calendar months of sports. Wow, you're right. You know, if it wasn't for one dumbass Kevin Cash pitching change, um,
2: interesting. Yeah,
1: it could have been a sweep. You know, in terms of three, you know, three of the four major sports. I guess they don't have a professional basketball team, so I guess that doesn't count. But um. Yeah, man. It would be curious to see. You know, they, they've they sure as hell that fan base has been spoiled this year.
2: I mean, if you throw in the Miami Heat into the Florida region, dude, I mean.
1: That's true. could make the argument, man. That's that, true. That, Florida be winning, except for election day. Florida be winning. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow. Sunny with the dagger there. Man.
2: Well, I, <laughs> I think that's the best way to end this yeah. podcast, guys. <gasps> Sonny, Donald, always great to talk to you guys. Make sure to check out Sonny's podcast where he talks only vinyl music, which, by the way, he's got me hooked again on my vinyl. It's <laughs> yeah, all Sonny and Mono and Primo Rick's fault. There you I'm, go. I got. I dusted off the old, the old
1: turntable.
2: The receiver going here. I, I'm. I'm texting. What's the, what's the difference between 33 rpm? <laughs> we got and- you doing fractions.
1: <laughs> we got you doing fractions. You're like, what's 33 and a third, mean? 33
2: and a third. What yeah. the hell? Like you round down. <laughs> you round it
1: down.
2: <laughs> Oh man, but I'm I'm loving the vinyl right now. Nice. That's all I thanks love it. to you and Primo Rick, man. You guys have a great podcast. The Thank Fox you. Crate Podcast. Download it. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for downloading this podcast, which is the West Box Score. Make sure you follow Donald and I on Twitter and Instagram at West Box Score. Also, Sonny has his Instagram going at the Fox Crate. That's it for us this week. See ya.
0: Later. Peace.